Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. Talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Okay, welcome to the Words and Nerds podcast where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears. I'm Danny V and we are live at Somerset Story Fest and coming to you from the green room, which is a little bit noisy, but we like the festival buzz. And here right with me is Suzanne Gervais. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so nice to see you and interview you. Tell me what you are loving about Somerset Story Fest this year. Well, I love every aspect of it. But I just went to the special school down the road and yeah, it's with kids who were pretty disabled. Wow. But you know what? Once you get into the rhythm, you can share the message of peace, of flying elephants, all that sort of jazz and I love it. Wow. And I also love talking about heroes of the secret underground because i get a bit of a love fest going and i love talking about the edge of limits to inarticulate silent teenagers (laughs) i love that has that been a bit of a highlight for you these last three days it's everything's a highlight um the edge of limits was you know, quite confronting. It's a really confronting story. And what I see, the eyes glaze over. And I think they're not listening, but wrong. They actually carried on a conversation afterwards, and especially about the silence of boys and the fact that they get locked into silence and they don't um they've got the highest one of the highest youth mental health issues and suicide rates and i don't want it you can't stake it and i mean at the moment beautiful amazing young women are speaking up about sexual assault and i'm glad but if you don't have the boys there what's the point Mm -hmm. because they just talk the talk and the boys think what they think. Either they're intimidated or too much bravado, but it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think getting everyone into those conversations is absolutely the only way that we're going to change. But do you feel like there is change happening? What I feel like is that the government is doing the right thing by bringing in the issue of consent. Mm-hmm. But when I asked the, uh, the teenagers, the young adults, I said, have you ever heard of consent? Yes, they all put up their hands. And does it have any impact on you? No. Ooh. Because they go on to the issues of ideas, of 
all this cerebral stuff that's not what young people want mm. they want to go into the nitty-gritty like with the edge of limits it is a nitty-gritty young adult novel you go into the mountains and they talk and expose all the issues that face them everything from there that matters to drugs alcohol testosterone um they want to get girls they don't know how to get girls and they behave pretty badly at times i mean it's complicated but the thing is if you get a book that opens that discussion with boys and girls you start to break down those barriers. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Now, it's a beautiful day here at Somerset. Had a bit of a rainy one yesterday. But the prologue party, you were there on Tuesday night for that. Tell me about the vibe of that night. It was something else, wasn't it? Well, the <laughs> prologue party, I liked the young women on stilts. Yes. They were pretty tall and pretty gorgeous. <laughs> I did like the open bar. Sorry for people who aren't in that position. Responsible drinking, there's nothing wrong with that, Suzanne. Absolutely nothing. It was so much fun. The fireworks, mm. they were really good. I can't believe it. I mean, you know, at this mm. festival really ended with a bang. <laughs> it sure did. Sorry about that. So <laughs> corny for sure. And you know what? I love meeting all the other authors talking to them, sharing, you know, good times, bad times. It's just fun. It is. It's been really nice staying at the same uh, venue as all the authors and creatives as well, I think, because you all can sort of talk about your day on the way back on the bus and you can, you know, talk about the days that, you know, the challenges you had or the excitement you had because although it's fun and we absolutely love being here, it's exhausting, isn't it? Totally exhausting. <laughs> like, like last night, I did the uh, dinner with the kids, and that yes. looks great, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, they give you 10 kids, they say feed up at the beginning, so yeah, delicious chili con carne, <laughs> and then you have to spend an hour and a half working with them, creating a masterpiece. Wow. Mm. And they had to perform, right? Yes, they did. Mm. But I was, I had secret. I thought the kids who love me from, I was here two years ago, <laughs> they love me. And they were older. Mm. They were like year nines, year 11s, they say they're really smart and capable. And so I sat there very happily while they performed and analysed the uh, work they were yeah. Now the other poor authors, they got the real ankle biters <laughs> who go to the stage and collapse and <laughs> sort of act like they're, you know, on something and Sounds yeah. like a lot of fun, though. Yeah, I was great. <laughs> but we didn't win, and it was because we were too good. Uh, I think that is probably the case. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> now, how important are festivals like this for kids to encourage that love of reading and literature and analysis and performance? It's absolutely essential. The kids do love the books. They go and they fossick 
among all the books, which is really nice to see, except I want them to fossick among my books and <laughs> only buy them. But no, I'm quite to tolerant. But the thing is, they see the real life of authors, you know. You don't get the endless questions and the hand goes up, how much money do you make? I want to laugh. Not much, but we make a lot, we have a lot of fun and also a lot of serious conversations as well. And it just becomes part of their life. If literature is introduced to them when they're young, then when they leave school, the literature is still in their life. Yeah, and that is the secret of festivals. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you can see just from the beautiful bookshop they have here, they mm. have the range of, they start from picture book, they go to adult fiction and everything in between. Mm. And so there's everything for everyone. Um, and what I really like is when I've been going through the bookshop a lot, I like to see what's what's selling, what the, what the kids are looking at. And yeah. every time you go in there, there's just a, a line of kids just in there looking at books and being excited about books. And I love mm. seeing that. Yep. I love it too. And the, but still the most important thing is to get a culture of reading yeah. at, at this age absolutely because you know yes they have tech endless tech things and they are interesting but if they love the books at this stage then you become a reader yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and so you said you love mixing with the authors i, I do too i love being in the green room and, and meeting different people and having interesting conversations for you this year who's been really exciting to meet or whose workshop have you seen it's been amazing what new what? person have you met oh i met karen foxley mm -hmm. now i totally admire her work Honestly, and when we saw each other, we both opened our eye, arms and hugged. We'd never met each other at all, but I had seen her face photo on lots of uh, promotions. She'd seen mine, and so we connected. Actually, um, I also saw Louise Parks, mm -hmm. um, and her... Uh, talk was really powerful about her um grandfather mm, and story, it, it was good yeah. and about the truth of being in Gallipoli mm. and the courage and the deaths and the you know birth of nationalism i found that very yeah. um, powerful but i mean i love uh, Natamore, because Natamore is the most hilarious person I know. Oh, she got slimed yesterday. That was fun. I took photos <laughs> for later blackmail purposes. And I love Jacqueline Harvey. Mm. Now, Jacqueline Harvey has is a problem because she has lines of people oh. around the entire quadrant. She's just magnificent, Susan. I looked in the bookshop and I just see this row of yeah. Jacqueline Harvey books and the, the readers who just are so passionate about her books. And you think that is just... You know, that is something to absolutely look up to, isn't it? She's amazing. Look, she is amazing and I happen to love her, but I can still have a little edge of jealousy. Oh, I think if you we all do. do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> or aspiration, maybe. <laughs> well, aspiration. Actually, I'm not jealous of her. I'm really happy. She's, She's magnificent. And she worked so hard yeah. to get this 
Yeah. You know. And you know what? It's so wonderful to see, you know, someone within our book community have so much. I mean, we all have successes, but it's just yeah. it's wonderful to see, you know, a community yeah. that are rising and, and having success and readers being passionate about their books. You know, once you have one of those books, you have to read the whole series. I love that. Yeah. And look, Sarah is such a lovely person and I've never had time to really sit mm-hmm. down and chat with mm-hmm. her. So, you know, I've, I've met quite, nice, a, quite an, yeah. a lot of people and especially non-Sydney. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because you know, yeah. otherwise I'm very Sydney focused. <laughs> yes. And what is next for you, Suzanne? What's on the agenda for writing? What have you got coming out or what are you working on? Well, I've just, I'm getting another picture book out called Who's the gang on the street? Ooh. And it sounds like it's a violent. I love book. it. <laughs> it's not. It is hilarious and joyful about self-crested cockers oh, too. Fantastic! I love that. Yeah, so that's coming out. But at, at the moment, I'm working on a junior series about an Indian Australian boy coming to Parrot Palace. Ooh meeting up with other kids and yeah having the fun have, introducing another culture within the context of australia mm-hmm. and i really really am passionate about giving our indian australian community a voice and i'm not passionate because it's the diversity um tag I'm passionate because I know and relate to a lot of Indian people in Mm. Australia who are incredibly educated, um, very rather shy, and this will give them a voice. Mm. And I am going to have a um, work with a Indian uh, mentor type. Okay, great. It's like a sensitivity read. Is that what? No, more than that, Mm. I'm going to actually... Oh, God, I sound sort of arrogant, but train uh, a new writer with a yeah, new... Yeah, no, fantastic. I mean, you're very prolific. You have every right to say that. Oh, well, I don't <laughs> A lot of experience in the industry, so yeah. we all look up to you, I must say, as a very baby writer here with two whole books out. <laughs> Definitely look up Firstly, to people like you. that's pretty good. <laughs> two whole books. The, I remember the first time I got a book, I had a huge launch. It was mega. It was my one and only book. Oh, and I'm that, excited. Don't get me wrong, but when I sit with you or Jacqueline or really prolific people, you know, I'm still a tiny little baby writer. <laughs> Mm, I think you'd be a big writer. That's my prediction. <laughs> well, thank you. I hope you hope you're true. Um, and Suzanne, I ask this question a lot, but I think it evolves over time. Why do you write? Well, because it's addictive. Yes. <laughs> I don't really want to write because I'd rather go to the beach, read a <laughs> it's book, hard, right? and it's damn hard. And I sit there and I said, I don't want to write, but. As I say, it's addictive because I've got things to say, people to influence or not influence. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, it's something I just do. And I don't believe most writers write because of money. They Mm, don't. They write because it's a um, passion 
and also they get to go to lovely writers festivals oh, and that's worth this it. This is a cherry, isn't it? Yeah, that's the best part of anything. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, thank you, Suzanne. It's always a pleasure to chat to you all the time. I always feel like I learn something new from you every time that we speak. So thank you. It's been a pleasure. And thank you.